Hey everybody, welcome to The Outside Edge, a podcast about all things water sports. We like to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of things that have happened way back in the past and things that are hopefully going to happen in the future. I'd like to introduce myself, Dave Briscoe. And one of my longtime friends from the industry and a kid that I used to coach back when he was six years old. How about Dan Olson? Oh, yeah, baby. What's going on, guys? And our fearless producer, Mr. Mike Lee. Hello. Woo-hoo! Hello, everyone. Hey, Mike. How's it going? It's going good. I'm excited to be here. Are you? Yeah. Why? I, well, I don't. I, you know, I love going out on the boat. Right. And uh, I liked the few times that I tried to wakeboard. Uh, I'm no good at it at all. I'm pretty sure that I still have a concussion from the last time I did it. Uh, but no, I'm excited to talk about this stuff with you guys. I got I got a celebrity, a local celebrity Aww. in my studio right now. Mike's the guy who cracks me up. He calls me all the time and he goes, hey, dude, uh, what's the chance we go out on the boat? And he'll just get the steering wheel and he likes to drive in circles and just circles and circles and completely destroy the lake. You know, you know that guy. But he, uh, he loves it. He loves going Screw to those lily pads. They don't need to be there. <laughs> Doesn't matter what the water looks like later. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm having fun. I'm churning up the bottom. No concept of his wake. The path he <laughs> kind of like the way you go through life. It pretty much is. Yes, exactly like that. Yeah. So, hey, curious. You know, we've got this new podcast going, and we I've had a lot of requests. I put it up on Facebook, and I, I couldn't believe the, uh, how many people jumped on and said, "Yeah, Briscoe, we got to hear some of your stories. You got to get up there and tell some of the past ones." So, and what podcast do you guys listen to? Like, what are you into? Uh, well, I, I produce a couple of podcasts. I do uh, Crying in My Bar. It's a podcast for drinkers. <laughs> and that is a uh, sister podcast to Crying in My Car, which is a podcast for teachers. A lot of crying. Uh, and that one's done with my, uh, my I know we are. We, we got there's a lot to cry about these days. <laughs> and, uh, and so those are really good ones uh, that I would love for anybody to check out. Uh, other than that, man, are you a, a, a Jay and Silent Bob fan? Don't even know what it is. You don't know who Jay and Silent Bob are? Oh, my. Wow. Wow, dude. You're you're a geezer. Yeah, well. You are a geezer. You need to get out more, bud. You really do. (laughs) You know who. I know Rick and Morty. There's no way that you don't know who Jay and Silent Bob are. You'd like the skinny snooch to the nooch, dude. You know what I'm talking about? Wow. I'm I'm literally shocked. Like, this is right up your alley. You would Mm -hmm. laugh. Your ass off at this show. I mean, at these How movies. How the hell am I going to do that and this podcast? <laughs> you, well, at some point, you need to at least watch their movies. But All Kevin right. Smith, what I was going to say is Kevin Smith puts out a whole slew of podcasts, and I love listening to his as well. So, oh. yeah, there's a ton of them out there. What about you, yeah. Dan? What do you listen to? Uh, I'm in a kind of listen to a couple, a couple other uh, water sports podcasts, and then Spit and Chicklets is a good one for hockey. And love then, Spit and Chicklets. Um, yeah. Another good one I've been on uh, has been Short Story Long by uh, Chris Praff or Drama from The Fantasy Factory. Uh, oh, yeah. You mean the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy? No, not Chris Praff. Uh, his his nickname is Drama from uh, uh. from Fantasy Factory, Robin Big, that oh, whole area. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I, wow. Yeah, he was the kind of the redheaded cousin that of Rob Deerdeck and now has created a clothing brand and mm. a lot of other things and does a really good podcast every, well, every week so cool. it's really cool well and you know i hope we're going to pull in a lot of uh special guests with this podcast i mean the list is very long you know i started wakeboarding in 91 crossing over from uh, show skiing so got a long list of uh people that are, we're going to ask to get on here and we've actually had quite a few requests already 
Uh, I just want to point out, I already know that I am the odd man out on this podcast. Like, you go around the room talking about podcasts that you listen to, and you guys are all like water sports and wakeboarding and guys who have their own clothing line. And I'm like, do you listen to those two stoners from the movies? <laughs> like, that's who I am here yeah, right, right now. Right, that's yeah. Perfect. That's we need guys like I you. Just, I'm just saying, I'm going to have a lot of questions. Okay, we're ready. Yeah. We're ready for questions. Perfect. Good. Well, keep us from stumbling on our tongues. I love it. So one of the questions I got asked was um, why wakeboarding is bigger than uh, why wake surfing is bigger than wakeboarding now. And, you know, when wakeboard boats first came out, I mean, they, it is called a wakeboard boat, you know, so they're specifically made for wakeboarding. And that was one of the questions of why everybody thinks wake surfing has really taken over. And, I, you know, I've kind of got my theory. I, I think what happened is the, the boats just got priced so high. You know, you're looking at 150 to 200 grand now for a wakeboard boat. And let me whip out my wallet. Yeah. Well, personally, what I think happened, and, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but, you know, everybody that knows me, I'm kind of opinionated. So uh, <laughs> I think that what happens is the boats get so expensive. And if you look at the people, not everybody, but let's say 90% of the people that can afford a $200,000 boat, usually their kids are soft. <laughs> wow i mean wow just going soft. there yeah and the kid goes out and he buys the brand new boat he weights it down like all the pros do you know puts five thousand pounds of water in it has the brand new board uh, you know the whatever he's riding you know the pro model he's got the new bindings and everything and he gets out there and he cuts the wake the first time and catches a toe side edge and it's devastating i mean it is devastating and the kid comes up his eye was bleeding and he looks up at his dad he was like i don't want to do this anymore don't let me do it anymore can we surf and then they're wake surfing now i'm not saying that wake surfing is a soft sport but a lot less chance of getting hurt or catching an edge at 10 miles an hour is there really oh yeah you're it's slow well, see, I've only seen you. I've only seen you do the surfing thing, and right. I always lo think that looks way more difficult. Now, as far as like when you're out there doing the tricks, is the way you know you're catching twenty feet of air. I, I drink a beer while I surf, Mike. Yeah. I, I don't do that while I wake. <laughs> well, so it's there's not. I don't know. It just seems like there would be more. I mean, you don't have a rope to hold on to to go. Oh, I'm losing myself. I can grab this. You're screwed if you lose yourself. You're falling into the engine of the motor. I mean. It's the lazy man and then surfing, really. Suing. I mean, there's to no, surf on the ocean. But that's the other thing. That, like, the, the biggest thing is to obviously not surf behind a boat that that's not a inboard or ah. a forward drive on it. So, obviously, you don't have that possibility of falling into the boat or anything like that. Like, yeah. it's all self-contained. But I think the other... I'm going to kind of contradict you on that one. And I think, one, the wake surfing is... It's kind of more intimate. You're closer. Speeds are a little bit slower. Um and it's just kind of one of those like it's it's a it's a fun thing to do it's a it's it's awesome i mean surfing is definitely it is a little bit bigger than wakeboard but there's still i mean companies are still selling wakeboards there's no doubt about it sure company are still selling they're selling surfers but that's the other beauty of it uh, go go to any professional surf act like ocean surfers house they're gonna have more than one board if yeah. you look at it that way. So, so, so and then and would you say that waking is uh, more of a competitor sport, whereas wake surfing is more of a casual, like uh, the common so-and-so can do it? Well, I would say there's there's definitely competitive and you can make anything competitive. You can make yeah. chess competitive. I mean, it's one of those things like, but it I, is it, odd it's, that you can make chess competitive, <laughs> but it, it's one of those things that as well. I mean, there's still competitive wake surfing. There's competitive wakeboarding. There's leisure wakeboarding. There's everything under the sun it's just whether or not people always want to compete and always want to see who is better at, at it and that's where competition comes from it's so. sad to me i mean i think when wakeboarding started you know boats cost 
you know, 30 grand to 40 grand when the sport started. And, uh, you know, kids would get out there. Uh, you'd have everybody out there. You'd, you'd have the families that couldn't afford the $200,000 boat, you know, and they can afford that $30,000 boat. And those kids are playing sports. They're playing basketball and football and, you know, rough and tumble kids. And those are the ones that were going out there throwing flips and, you know, pushing the sport to where it went to. And it's sad to see it declining on my end because I was there at the beginning when the first flips were thrown and the first time somebody got upside down. And it was so exciting because you're learning back in the early 90s. I mean, every week there'd be a new trick invented. Yeah. And, and you get to name the trick. You know, that was the coolest part of it. And there's some crazy names out there, you know, from back in the day. Yeah. I looked up a, a, a list of different wakeboarding tricks and it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It was like it was like a two year old's vocabulary list. It's almost like a menu. I know. <laughs> the swirly, the silly man, the yeah. jagged man, the you know, the two, three, four, the five, seven, eight. Like it was all like Yeah, weird. none of like, those are wakeboard tricks. Mike. I know, but I'm, I can't remember them from my mind. But I just remember looking at it going, This doesn't seem like anything like normal. Like in skateboarding, you know, it's an axle or a seven twenty or you know, stuff like that. But everything in wakeboarding was just like well, weird, a sow silly. cow. What's a sow cow? I don't know what a, a sow cow is. Cow. It's like a sour cow. I don't even know what that is. Is there a sour cow in wakeboarding? No, it's a hoochie glide. No, you know a hoochie glide. Yeah. What is that? Hoochie glide, Rayleigh with a grab. Okay. <laughs> I don't. When I hear hoochie glide, I'm thinking of like an old '90s hip hop video. Like I got my hoochie and I'm gliding down the road. What's up? Like that's what I picture a hoochie glide being. I don't even know the what, wrecking ball. The <laughs> Slurpee. No, there's some good ones. Did back Miley in the day. Cyrus name that one the wrecking ball? No, that was Matt Hickman. Matt oh, Hickman. Okay. And there's a whole story there. I'm sure it'll come out eventually. <laughs> oh man, I, I got a feeling as this podcast goes on, we, yeah, we'll definitely have an edgy side of it that sure. we, uh, you know. We'll, We'll morph that into some... But with that, Dave, like you kind of say, oh, it's the decline. But then you also like, did you ever think 20 years ago that guys would be doing multiple double flips in a contest pass? You know, that's a good like, point. And landing wake-to-wake 1080s. And look right. how long it took for somebody to land the 1080. Right. And then Parks lands it. And, and then there's obviously possibility of Mark Kenny landing it right around that same time. But right. then no, nobody really landed it for so long. And then Danny lands a 1260. And then there's a 1260 landed wake to wake. Like there's, you right. can't say like, oh, the sport's declining. If anything, the sport's still growing in that aspect of it. Yeah. I'd like we to can, think so. Yeah. Like I'd really uh, like to think that sports, to, it just seems to the, the questions that I'm getting on Facebook, you know, with people saying, yeah. wow, why, why is that? Why is it declining? Why is surf taking over? But you're right. You're right. I mean, there are people that are pushing the sport to, to new levels now. I think what yeah. Dan is trying to say is, um, okay, boomer. <laughs> I think that's it. I'm getting picked on on my own yeah. podcast right off the bat. There we go. Maybe a little bit. I got. I got to. You. You picked on me plenty of years over my lifetime. I got to get it back when I can. Yeah, good point. So yeah, uh, point. for those that don't know uh, who Dan or you are, which I'm sure a few people, but uh, you know, guys like me, how do you guys know each other? You want to go, Dan? You want this one? Sure. I'll kind of. So my brother came down when he was 16 to start training with Dave um, at. The well, I, I, it was still yeah. called Ski Away at the time. Yeah, it was Ski Away before at, Briscoe's ride. Yeah, Center. it was at Ski Away at Lake uh, Roy. Lake Roy Inn. Yeah. Um, and I was a ripe old age of six, and yeah. all I wanted to do is be be my brother on every way. And right. so I was, he was out there trying to learn how to jump, and I was wanting to jump right behind him and all that kind of stuff. And Dave was like, "No, you're too young. You're." Yeah, his knees. Your, your knees aren't going to develop. And yeah. kind of the next one thing led to another. Um, started coming down after that yeah. basically every year. And then 
you came up to Minnesota quite a bit for when you did start the the ride tour. But I yeah. mean, I was at at the the peak of it. I was down every couple of months training with you at right at Skiway, and then also then um, Briscoe's ride tour, and it was it's kind of just developed and morphed into that. So I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it's to been think a hell of a run. It's been one heck of a run. Who's we'll, had we'll more see. knee surgeries now, me or you? I'm at three. Three. Oh, I got five. I got so, you. Yeah, you. Wow, man. Yeah. That's that. <laughs> I used to be six three. That's how actually, you guys measure each other. Actually, other's. technically, I only had two. Oh yeah. Yeah, full ACLs. I've had some clean outs, but right. I've had. Well, that's still surgery. They yeah. open you up. That's like I can. Uh, a little those. pinhole. Yeah. They yeah. things now things a lot. Technology's come a long yeah, way, Dave. That's crazy. They so usually just slice you open with a scalpel and then scrape out all the bad. They stuff. actually told me I, I went eighteen years, believe it or not, with no ACLs. Really? Yeah, and the doctor said, "Listen, he says if 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 you can still ride, keep riding." He says, "Don't get the surgery. Wait, because the technology's getting better and better and better." And I really did. I only got my surgery. Uh, it's about ten years ago, I guess. So I had both ACLs replaced. Yeah. Wow. And, yeah. What a difference. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't help you. Does not help your hockey career, though. Yeah, it's not <laughs> help my hockey much at all. I'm, a little, I'm smarter on the ice now. I have to think about passing instead of trying to skate around everybody. So. Anyway, hey, let's let's segue into now. I, so I I got a special guest that came in, and uh, this is huge to me because uh, I graduated high school in 1985, and I grew up on a lake uh, up in New Hampshire, and you know the lake life. It's what it's all about, and I'm sure everybody listened to this uh, podcast has got a similar story or, or how they started when they were young and what boat they were behind and and all that. So uh, I met this guy when I was 11 years old, and. Uh, we played hockey together. We boated together. Uh, we we advanced into the sport together, and he was the reason that uh, I moved to Cypress Gardens and uh, and started. So, without further ado, let me introduce our first guest, Al Trepanier. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. So, uh, Al Al came down for uh, Christmas uh, vacation or down uh, in Florida. Here, he still lives up in New Hampshire. So. Uh, Al, how's it going, brother? Fantastic. Glad to be here, guys. Glad to be here. Uh, first podcast for me, and I, even the whole scene behind it. Um, so basically, I'm the podcast virgin today. So yeah. Right on, right on. <laughs> so uh, we were talking last night. Uh, we had Spaghetti Night, the famous Briscoe Spaghetti Night. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Betty's Meatballs. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we were talking about some old stories from back in the day. So what was your one of your funny stories that you remember back when we were... Oh, we just reminisced about this one last night. Losing yeah. the kid. <laughs> the little kid is the, probably the pinnacle of uh, our <laughs> our boating experience. It, had is, no, it really uh, had uh, nothing uh, to do. Uh, uh, I have a question. The yeah. new guy has a question. <laughs> yeah. You lost a child? Well, how did that happen? Uh, briefly. Yeah. Briefly. Yeah. Was uh, it a gator that took him? Or what, what happened? Uh, well, it was in New Hampshire. It was so in New Hampshire. Gators uh, safe, safer moments back then, you know. It was I'd like to say it was more innocent times, but we weren't doing anything innocent at the time. How old were we? We were. Ooh, yeah. I don't think I was even old enough to drive. Yeah, I think I was. I think I was like thirteen, yeah. probably. I, yeah, we so all you... got together. Our parents were hanging out together, and uh, right. brought us. You know, we were all hanging out the camp, and hey, let's take the boat for a ride. Right. And, uh... I had just started, so we had a glassdron. It was a sixteen-foot glassdron with an eighty-five on it, oh, yeah. and this boat you could actually dump the throttle back off and dump it again and the, it would jump out of the water like you could hear the prop come out of the water this boat was a riot i loved it hey, so uh we all learned our licks on that thing. we did we all <laughs> learned our licks on that thing and that's what i learned how to barefoot behind and, and everything else so 
dad let let us take it and we've got the whole group i how many of us were there there had to be you know had to be 10 people in the boat thank god i had 10 fingers because after that i think i would have lost count it was a four seater (laughs) boat it was remember remember the boats where the the seats were back to back and you could fold them down and make a bed out of it you remember those boats Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, the back in the it was a '74 yeah. boat, I think it was. So we had the there was only four of the Coast Guard rating, and one of the guys that Which was don't in the do, boat. Don't anyone ever do that? Right, don't do that. Don't, don't do, do that. that. Yeah, we're not trying to promote anything. Yeah, right. Right. we had enough life jackets, so we had good times. That's all you want. Good times, man. So we all get in the boat, and um, you know what? I had to be older than 13 because we were. We were trying to go get beer. Yeah, yeah, Dave, exactly. Dave, seven, well, we Dave, knew enough that we knew enough that beer could get us something, cause a problem. And right, it did, and it did, and, and it did, <laughs> it did. So Dave Sepatelli was, he was seventeen. Seventeen I think. with a full. And set are of, you the same age? Uh, he and Dave? I went to school together. Yeah, we okay, so that, at the same time. So yeah. that I must have been fifteen. Yeah. So I was roughly, fifteen. Yeah. Okay, so so we get in the boat, we go down to the store. Well, Dave Sepatelli had gray hair. It's solid gray hair at seventeen. Yeah. So at 17, yeah, seventeen. How is that possible? Yeah. 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 He's Italian. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very stressful community. <laughs> Apparently. Over yeah. He had full head of hair when he was born. He's Italian. <laughs> it's a very stressful culture. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but we, the good thing about his gray hair is he could buy beer. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah. So, so we all go down to the store, and we we had a little kid that was sitting in between the windshield, right? Yeah. Uh, somewhere he was hiding somewhere amongst our group. Right, you know, and uh, I just remember uh, we all hopped off that boat, ran up, grabbing chips, dip, whatever, and you know whatever beer we could find, and you know putting our order in, and Dave ran it down to us. And next thing you know, we're like, let's get out of here now, before you know store owners pick up on who it was. And then uh, I don't know about fifteen, twenty minutes, and I'm, you know, beer drinking, boat riding. Uh, all of a sudden, <laughs> oh, man. I'm looking around doing a head count, and I'm like, hey, Dave, where's the little kid? <laughs> Dave's answer was, what little kid? Yeah, I figured it was going to be something something along, along those lines. What little kid, you know? And uh, so now now the boat's slowing down, and now we're cautiously thinking, like, was there a little kid? You know, and before long, it all hit us at the same time. Like, all of a sudden, boom, beers went down. Like, that's it. we got to find this little kid. Oh, my oh, yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. So now we can't – we're not going to litter, right? Just New so Hampshire. So wait, hold on a second. Yeah. Now, was it just a random little kid? Like, you keep – like, no, you're no, not no. saying where was yeah. Dave's nephew or yeah. where was so-and-so's kid. Do you know kid? the name? Yeah, do you, do you know, know? Yeah, there's a name. Yeah, Dan. <laughs> Danny Sepatelli. Okay. Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 Danny Sepatelli. It, it was Danny Cirillo. Uh, Cirillo. Danny Cirillo. Cirillo. Yeah. yeah. Another good Italian. Apparently. I didn't realize there were so many Italians on the lake up in New Hampshire. Doesn't make it back to the mafia. Golly, he's a big kid. He's like hit on us before long. It sounds like you found him. I mean, well, well. So now we go flying back to the store, and we're looking for him all around the store, and there's nowhere to be seen. And our camp, our we call it the camp. It's the house, the last Uh, resort. It was the last resort. It's four miles by road to back to the camp. But this kid doesn't know which direction to start walking out of the store. I mean, you got a 50% chance. It's only one road, right? (laughs) (laughs) Go for it, kid. You'll you'll figure it out. People are running up and down the road. I'm driving the boat along the shoreline, yelling his name, screaming, and we can't find him. So now we're like, we got to go back to the camp. So we're driving back to the camp, but we got all the beer on the boat. So we're like, well, we got to get rid of the evidence. We can't bring the beer back to our parents. So we're chugging beers. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, the best way to get rid of the evidence is to down it all. Yeah, that's a good idea. And we're throwing them up in the bow. 
Yeah, we, so we couldn't pollute that lake because that lake pollute. was the best lake in New Hampshire, right. the cleanest lake in New Hampshire. So that that was the mantra: we don't pollute this lake, right? You know, so let's pollute the bottom of a boat instead. Right. <laughs> so, we, so we throw them all in the boat. We drive back, and you know, my dad, I'm panicked to come up and say uh, that, that we lost somebody. You know, right? So, but we we think the best thing is go back, get a car, drive down the road, see if we can find them. So we get back, and my dad's livid, and he jumps in the boat and takes off. Oh, and as soon no. as the bow comes up, all oh. you hear is ching ching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's that's, that's how they found out you were soldiers running out of the bow of the boat. Yeah. Oh, too many. Hilarious. Too many. So we got in the car and we drive yeah. down and we get what was it maybe a mile? A mile of so, that. So he had walked three miles. He had a big old bag of candy, big glob of gum in his mouth, and he's just walking yeah. along, happy, wow. along, happy as can yeah. be. And, but we found him. That's yeah, good. You did it. I mean, yeah. his, you know, his best statement was, where'd you guys go? All right, guys. Well, that was a fun first episode. We say we uh, move on and get out of here. And uh, this episode was brought to us by Doc Solutions. You can find them at www.docsfl.com or look, uh, look them up on Facebook, uh, Doc Solutions, and you'll find all kinds of different solutions for your chain of lakes or central florida docks or wherever else you are listening to this podcast what are we going to do on the next episode dave you know i think we're going to keep talking about some of the questions that we got asked on facebook there's quite a few of them and some of you have already seen those so uh we're gonna talk about more stuff in the industry we're gonna have big al back can you come back big al i can i think i can make it happen perfect (laughs) all right adios everybody